Hey, Fan Bros, this is your boy DJ Ben Amin, and this is a special delivery episode of Fan Bro Show that you're listening to. On this episode, we discuss the latest episode of Game of Thrones entitled Breaker of Chains. And guess what? No resurrection this week, so nothing for Kim Sonian to suffer through. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. This is the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. And this is the special delivery episode of Fan Bros Show, hosted by your boy DJ Ben Amin, aka the Butcher of Names, also known as the William Shatner of Hip Hop, the Kevin Bacon in the internet, and a former Herald of Galactus in my former life. Yes, that's right. This is Fan Bro Show, and this is Special Delivery. We cover the latest in TV, especially the biggest show on television right now. That's right. We're covering Game of Thrones, the latest episode, Breaker of Chains. And I said we are covering Game of Thrones because I'm joined in the spaceship tonight by the one and only Kim Sony and Space Ghost producer in the co-pilot seat. I only have two names. And they are? Kimsonian Space Ghost producer. Oh, true indeed. You All have right, like welcome, you have Kimsonian. like seven, and I only have two, and I'm keeping it that way. All right, we'll work on that. Mr. Red Shirt himself, Kimsonian, is in the studio with us, still looking for a Game of Thrones name for Kimsonian. So if any of you fan bros out there, or you thronies, as he says, That's have right. a name for him, please help us out. Hit us up on, at Fan Bros Show on Twitter. Give Kimsonian a Game of Thrones name because we're covering the latest episode entitled Breaker of Chains tonight. Um, yeah. Last week, huge episode, of course, major spoilers if you're still that far behind. Joffrey's still dead. And he is. this episode kind of slowed down. How'd you feel about it, Kimsonian? Well, um, you know, we definitely needed to see the fallout. We definitely needed to see what happened to Tyrion the minute after you know, um, she starts screaming at him and uh, Joffrey's mom just starts wilding out and uh, Tyrion gets taken away. We also see Sansa being whisked away and then we see what happens there. So I think they had to kind of, you know, start the episode right like the minute after we left last week. So, yep. um, you know, we need to see that fall out. I thought overall the episode was good. Um, you know, we're, we're bouncing around again as we usually do, um, a couple of key moments in the episode, but overall I think it was a little flat with some really high peaks. Okay. Yeah, definitely. There, there was some definite slow moments in the episode, but I have to say it was a lot given in the episode too, because like you said, we caught up with everyone immediately after murder of Joffrey and we see what happened to everybody. We see Sansa get whisked away in the reintroduction of, uh, all I can call him is Carcetti. What's my man's name? <laughs> That's the butcher all of name strikes again. Just call him Littlefinger. Just oh, call yes, him Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Yes, Littlefinger. We get the return of Littlefinger. Um, a quick note on that. There was a big rumor that Sansa's necklace was involved in the death of Joffrey, that the poison had come from it directly. And it seems that that has been dispelled now, that that's not the case. Right. So Her hands are, seem- right, her hands are free. She's hands free of the Joffrey crime. Yeah, and it also really doesn't seem that Littlefinger is involved in it, even though he might have known about it. It seems like he's known about it, but whether or not he... Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to hold off judgment on that. Littlefinger might be more directly involved. 
House Tyrell is still up for questioning. Sure. Tyrion, sure. it seems, obviously, he says he didn't do it, and I'm pretty sure he didn't. He's sure that Cersei didn't, so we're left with only a few people who could have been involved in this, as far as we know. Yeah, I, you know, I think what's interesting about this episode is that it really kind of, um, as much as we were thinking about it last week, I'm not, I wasn't really focused on it this week. I kind of yeah. was like, that's not that important right now. There's other things going on. <laughs> and the biggest deal was that he croaked and now we can move on to other stories. I'm sure it'll come out and come out in a way that, you know, uh, serves whatever purpose it serves story-wise. But I did want to see what was happening with the other groups. Um, but before we jump off the Lannister clan, uh, Ben, I mean, what did you think about that uh, That kind of, um, how should I say, uh, forceful moment? Yeah. Get a Robin Thicke in the house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, against the coffin of... You, their son I, I felt like uh, there was um, ripping the grain as it were yeah. <laughs> I, I that was that was a lot that was a lot but I mean um he was very frustrated Jamie's been frustrated for a long time so oh wow so that's the excuse now frustration that's Jamie's excuse no but he was I don't think he was it wasn't really sexual frustration I'm sure that was going on but I think he was just like She's just not being nice to my man at all. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that's the best way to, uh, you know, counter that. But I don't know. That uh, was that was a pretty forceful uh, situation. Entry, as they might say. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, once again, spoilers for those who haven't seen Breaker of Chains. But this episode featured a um, quite delicate scene or not really delicate, but uh, just to, you know, get it right out, you know, Jamie and Cersei had it out right next to their dead son's uh, body. And it wasn't really a very loving, you know, moment in Game of Thrones. Well, let's, right, let's call it non-consensual. Let's call yeah, it uh, Jamie, uh, you know, forceful, forced himself on Cersei and, uh, yeah. and proceeded right there next to their dead son. Yeah, so that was, you know, I, I'm always known on the show as the defender of the Lannisters, but that was a moment where I really can't defend any of them. It was just gross, like. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, yeah, that, there's there's actually no redeeming quality in that scene whatsoever. Um, no. Interestingly enough, though, we get introduced to uh, Joffrey's brother, who is being groomed to be the next king, and yep. it seems like, um Right away, Tywin is taking a, him away from Cersei. Yeah, it seems like the power play has been shifting between Tywin and Cersei, and yeah. it seems like the new the new king is going to be definitely more of a Tywin uh, pawn. Definitely. Yep. But, yeah, like I said, I really can't defend the Lannisters tonight, so I really don't have much more to say about them. Uh, this episode also had some other... You know, good moments and some slow points, too. Like we were speaking on before, I really didn't feel the Samuel and uh, what's his shorty's name? Gilly. The, Gilly, the baby. Yes, Gilly yeah. kid, yeah. yeah. I really wasn't really feeling the interaction between them or their whole thing. It seems so forced. I mean, not forced, but just like dragging it out because you know that Samuel's trying to go back and get her. He's not going to leave her in this, you know, hovel with the rest of the horse. That's just not going to work out for his character. You know, he, he's too much of a good guy for all that. Yeah, actually, I thought it might have been a setup where she might just get offed really, really mm. quickly. And I felt like, I, I don't know, because it could, it could backfire in his face, you know. He's trying to protect her, and he's like, I'm going to protect you, but he might lose everything. I mean, I don't know. Um, 
I'm just thinking like structure wise, like what, why are we spending so much time on them? And I'm trying to think what the payoff is. And usually in Game of Thrones, if we're trying to pay attention to somebody, either they're going to die or they're going to kill somebody. (laughs) So I'm kind of thinking, you know, Samwell, I mean, I'm with you, man. If there's no White Walkers with the Samwell, I'm not really checking for that storyline. So, uh, you know, that was the best part of his storyline was when he was, you know, dealing with them, um, you know, last season. But... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really care for that as much. Um, what did you think about the uh, Arya storyline? With uh, I'm that? always happy to see more Arya, and I, you know, I love the Hound. I love their interaction. He always, he to me has some of the best lines. The Hound is like the rusty coal of Game of Thrones. Nice. He just sees the world like you know for what it is because he's not, you know, gonna ever BS you. I loved his first. Uh, he had a line back in a uh, season ago when he was with Sansa. When he told her that the world is full of men like me, you know, and you better get used to it, you know, like your father's a man like me, you know, I'm a man like me, and this is just how the world is full. And he tells Arya basically the same thing in this episode that, you know, this is just how it is, and I'm, I am who I am. I'm not the worst person you're going to meet, but the world is filled with people like me, and you better get used to it. He's ruthless, man. I, I thought he actually was going to honor his word, and I was. Oh hell no! I, I no, was as so, soon as he said, uh, "I totally honest, got duped." Honest work for honest pay. I knew something was bad was going down from that. No <laughs> way is he going to sit around doing work, killing people for somebody for money. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now the hounds above that, and I, I roll with him for that. All right. Yeah. We also had some other things in episode. Uh, caught up with my man Darvos. There or there, I'm definitely butchering his name. Davos. Davos, yes, Davos, yeah. who I actually messed with, and uh, Lord Baratheon. Yep, Thanos. And yep, and yeah, I wanted to make a point on that. There's something going on, like he's writing a letter to this Iron Bank, and I'm not sure how many times they've been mentioned before in the series, but I know they were mentioned last episode when uh, Tywin and Mother Tyrell were speaking, and she mentioned the Iron Bank and their army and how they'll always make, you know, that they're just as big on getting their debt as the Lannisters are. And then he made a mention of the Iron Bank and had them having golden ships, you know, worth all this money. So it looks like another big type of army is about to come into play on Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I think what he's trying to do is make his claim on the throne. Um, and that's why I kind of liked his storyline really quickly is because, you know, nobody, we're not seeing the, I mean, the news is now getting out, I guess. And yep. slowly, and, you know, I, wa- I wanted to see more of that this episode. I wanted to see more of the other kingdoms kind of waking up to certain, you know, to the fact that Joffrey's dead. Um, you know, again, I didn't read the book, so I'm kind of, I, and I want to stay blind. I'm, I'm really just following the episodes, the TV show as it's airing. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm wishing for that maybe is, are in the books. But, um, you know, I'm thinking, like, I guess I got to be patient. I got to see how this plays out, just like everything else. Um, but it's good to see that, you know, he's that I, I kind of like his his storylines. He's back in the mix. He's actually the only threat, I think, that the Lannisters have because he's kind of cohesive. Um, um, they've got a few other big threats. You know, they got an army of wildings coming through. They've yeah, the nah, but those guys following them. Yeah, but those they're, they're not they're not like organized and stuff. I'm talking about like a a proper house that, that hasn't, you know, obviously he needs an army. So, but, but I'm talking about like mentally, I think he's, he's the only one who poses a threat, although he's Mm -hmm. never, he hasn't fulfilled his potential. So, you know, um, maybe when he gets it together, there might be something there. Um, cause now that the, you know, Starks are all gone, 
seems like he's the only house that, if he gets it together, might be able to pose a threat. But uh, So some other threats that the Lannisters are still facing, though, that are out there is the Wildings who are running amok in a small town, you know, coming through, causing all kind of damage and havoc and whatnot. So they've got that to deal with, which you saw some more of in this episode. And then I think the biggest threat to them is still, you know, Daenerys and her dragons and her army. And the fact that, you know, as the episode is entitled, The Breaker of Chains, she seems able to free slaves without even having to fight, you know, the war. She's got the best campaign slogan. She just shows up (laughs) to all the slave cities and she proves over and over again. All she says is like Obama had. Yes, we can. She has killed the masters. Kill your masters. It's all good. You say that to any slave, that slave, you saw those dudes looking around at their masters. They had chains yeah. around their neck. They were yeah, like the fun, side glancing. Funniest part of the episode is when the royals started rolling out from the speech like, uh, honey, I think it's time for us to Yeah, go. they started leaving. They were like, wait, this is really uncomfortable. This is not what we expected. And they were like laughing at first. But let's yeah. talk a little bit about uh, now that we're on the uh, – the Khaleesi. Let's talk a little bit about Dario and how he kind of stepped up a little bit. What did you think about Word. that? I love it because I still like the other actor who played Dario more. Like I like he was just so much. He just had this like Eddie Hastwellness about him. Like you just knew he was an ass, you know. <laughs> but he was still smooth with it. But um, I loved um the Dario scene in this one. The horse, the cinematography, everything about that was really dope. You know the way it was shot, and then Dario just kissing his knife and then giving dude the business. You know, that was a sweet, sweet, you know, little battle scene. Definitely helped out this episode in terms of action. It's too bad we had to wait till the last literally two minutes of the episode to see that. <laughs> it happens. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for an episode that has that kind of action, like, you know, throughout the whole thing. I know we're going to get it. They have to set up more story. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, we almost forgot the, uh, the very fleshy Oberon scene. Oh, I don't know how you could forget that, brother. <laughs> I mean, I know you're such a fan of Oberon and his antics, but I, I actually know. I really dug it, man. I, I liked, uh, wow. you know, it's a good it's a good entrance, and um, <laughs> but I like the fact that Tywin came in and everybody <laughs> had to get out, and then they just like went right into, you know, basically uh, straight royal speak, you know, yeah. and it's like he interrupted his flow, but. Same time, money's always ready to talk business. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> I thought that was really, yo, uh, you know, props to Oberon. He can he can multitask. So I like oh, I like God. where he's coming from, man. I like where he's, and his wife, by the way, the woman who plays his wife was also in Rome. I forget the actress's name, but she's gorgeous, and I always like to see her. So most definitely good. is. And yeah, Oberon goes from orgy to the boardroom with no problem. No like, problem. Orgy. And he's not even dressed. So it's all yeah. good. <laughs> I got to use that for uh, for my job. He's got like one business suit. you know. Exactly. It's always, it's always business. For no Oberon. suit, right? My, my business suit is always business. <laughs> That's right. All right, man. Well, that was overall, you know, a pretty good episode of, you know, Game of Thrones. Definitely a building episode. Um, also on special delivery this week, I wanted to speak on a few other shows. Arrow was another episode this week. I caught it. It was good, but like it's still yet another holding pattern episode. But shout out to anyone who did catch it because there was a lot of really dope um, homages. That's the uh-huh. word. Homage. Homage, yeah. To um, a lot of films. So when you peeped the episode, see, they definitely shouted out Django Unchained. Wow. It was like a lot of random films, too. It was really weird. 
So uh, when you peep the episode, check that out. And also, we have to talk about the return of Orphan Black, which yep. premiered Saturday night on BBC. Yep. Shout out to Jamie Rigetti, our fellow fan bro. Uh, Orphan Black definitely was, you know, sought off to the second season. I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it, but I heard that the second season was good, so I, you know, decided to peep it. And it's definitely a building episode. You know, you got you caught up with most of the clones. A couple of surprises. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything on this. The biggest reveal of the episode was at the very end. And I don't want to spoil that reveal for anyone who hasn't seen it. We'll talk more on Orphan Black next week. Did you peep it yet, Timson? I haven't peeped it yet. Um, trying to talk to Jamie and see uh, uh, <laughs> if, we can get, if we can get the, uh, you know... Some advanced up. copies. Yeah, exactly. But uh, um, that aside, no, I, I do like watching the show as it airs. But um, uh, Orphan Black looks really exciting. I'm really happy that, you know, we'll have another show to cover uh, starting next week. Although, um, you know, I have to interject here. Um, there's no episode of Resurrection tonight. Yes. Um, and I was, you know, I'm overjoyed, elated. Uh, because, <laughs> happy Easter. You know. Ben Hameen forces me to watch this show every week. It's almost over, yo. It's one more so, And I thought it was going to be the grand finale tonight, but actually the finale is in two weeks. So oh, we have okay. two more episodes. We have one next week and the week after. And then this excruciating viewing situation oh, will be over. Um, but, you know, Man. I have to say I've never watched – a show degenerates so quickly. Um, <laughs> at the same time, I, I'm in it for the long haul. I want to see where it ends. I was checking on Wikipedia, and the numbers are down. They've I lost numbers it. every episode since they started. Eey. And the 18 to 49 demographic, you know, the key male demographic, is really low compared wow. to what's going on. So maybe... M- it's not my show. Maybe it wasn't meant for me and my demographic. And I'm thinking maybe this is more for like older people. Maybe That's I got it thing. wrong from the beginning and I'm dissing a show that really isn't meant for my sensibility, which is not too I, fair. You know, what I, I don't mean? think it's meant for people who think too much. So that that's part of it. If you actually think about a show, then I don't think it's meant for you. But I did right. want to say, I wonder, did they not air Resurrection tonight because it's Easter? And they didn't want people like tuning in to something, you know, who had never seen it and thought it was like some Easter special and, you know, didn't really get the meaning of it. Yeah, Resurrection on Easter and that yeah. show in particular. Yeah. yeah. Smart move there, ABC. <laughs> you saved yourself a lot of writing letters or emails or whatever. How people complain these days. Most definitely. Well, that's about it for uh, this week's special delivery. Next week we'll be covering Game of Thrones, some more Arrow talk. Of course, Orphan Black. Um, anything else, let us know. Hit us in the comments on fanbros.com. Hit us on Twitter at Fanbros Show. Follow us on Instagram. Enter the Fanbros Selfie Contest. What else, Timsonian? Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Like us on, us on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. All that good stuff. All the you know good how stuff. We do. We're out there. This has been your boy, DJ Ben Amin, alongside my homie, Timsonian. Anything else, brother, before we sign out? Nah, that's it, man. I'm just happy there was no resurrection tonight, Ben. I mean. <laughs> what a hater. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Love to all the fan bros out there. And peace and good night. Good night. Bam!